Welcome to the Ultradent Products Podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Nasser Barji. Dr. Barji is head of the Division of Aesthetic Dentistry at the University of Texas Dental School at San Antonio. He has authored and co-authored over 180 articles and abstracts in scientific journals. Dr. Barji has completed a great amount of research on bonding and etched porcelain bonded restorations and has lectured extensively in the United States and abroad on the topic of aesthetic dentistry. Dr. Barji is also a practicing prosthodontist. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Barji. Thank you. Today, I would like to ask you to share with our audience some of the things you've learned about dental curing lights and optimal power. Could you share with us the study? Thank you for this opportunity. A number of papers have been published on this topic, many, many times. At the beginning, we, we got interested in this topic because we were looking at the, at the light intensity in private dental offices. As all of us know, we would like to have a minimum, minimum intensity of uh, 350 milliwatt per square centimeter. Uh, more than that is better. Less than that is problem. Way less than that is a big problem. <laughs> so we decided to visit over 200 dental offices in three major cities in Texas. We took with us uh, radiometers and one examiners look at all those, uh, measure the intensity output of curing lights in dental offices. And uh, we were quite uh, astonished with the, with the result. We couldn't believe what we saw. If we assume that, uh, or we, if we expect that 350 milliwatt per square centimeter is the minimum intensity output, less than 60% of offices had that much intensity output, meaning nearly 40% of offices had intensity output less than 350. To our surprise, there were good number, probably, if I recall, over 15% that had intensity output even less than 150 milliwatt per square centimeter. We also have some offices with intensity output even much less than that one, near 100 or less than 100. Oh, my goodness. And uh, you shouldn't expect even to cure a very thin layer of sealant with that curing lights. So surprisingly, most of those dentists didn't know that the intensity was that far low. And uh, we learned a lot from that study. So from the dentist's perspective, they cure, they're curing at low output, unacceptable output, but what they're seeing from the dental sealant, it appears cured, correct? It, it really, it, it appeared, you may have a, a little crust or partial cure at the surface, mm-hmm. but really there is the depth of the cure doesn't go that far. The depth of the cure be for, say, in a three millimeter thickness and 40 second exposure as we expect. So with the light with 150, no matter how much time we give it, it's not going to cure that much. So indeed, the film thickness should be decreased to compensate for deficiency in intensity output. But there's a limit. When it's so low, nothing to be done. Right. So the, the only thing they can do really is make sure that they are testing with a radiometer. That's definitely. That's definitely. Uh, uh, surprisingly, we did the same study a few years ago, and we published that one last year again, that was nearly 10 or 
12 years later, we decided to go back to the same cities to see if they are doing better. Because we look at, at Google and uh, different sites, to, we noticed that during that period of 10 years, nearly nine or 10,000 different papers were published on this particular subject. So we thought with that many new papers, and by that time we had new curing lights, we had LED, we had other lights, we had more publicities. We thought, well, uh, by that time this problem is resolved. The extent of that was down significantly. So we had less offices with light, with low intensity output. But still we had nearly 10% of the lights, they didn't work. Wow. That was interesting. A couple of things we also noticed that we didn't measure the first time, the buildup on the tip, nearly 60% of the lights had built up on the tips. And that small amount of buildup on the tip can reduce the intensity output significantly. Surprisingly, something we noticed that we didn't expect to do that one. We had our own radiometer, which was calibrated, we also noticed over 50% of radiometer in offices didn't work. So that added something to the problem, added a new dimension. So here we have practitioner has a good light, a brand new light or light has a radiometer measuring the light every week or once a day is getting 500 milliwatt per square centimeter. And when we measure that one, that light gave us 250. So it's, the answer to that one is uh, we don't know really what to do. But some of the build-up radiometer, they did much better than handheld radiometer. Of course, we cannot say that one. Of course, one other thing, we, we see that there are radiometers for LEDs and separate radiometers for halogen. There is not really that much diff. There are little differences between reading between both of them but not that much differences. And uh, excellent paper by Dr. Ruckerberg on this issue. Everybody should read that one. That the radiometer, generally speaking, a good, radi- good radiometer give a acceptable reading, but it's important to, to check the radiometer output. And it's important to regularly check the component of the light, the tip, the filter. It doesn't also hurt if a dentist make a little disc and cure once a month to see if it really works or not. So there are things we can check ourselves. Now, if a doctor's light is not performing adequately, what can they expect to see happening in their restorations? Sensitivity? Sensitivity, discoloration, mm-hmm. marginal leakage, all of them. Yeah, so it's a big problem. And especially if you're in adhesive dentistry, and you're comparing adhesive to adhesive, and you maybe think that composite restorations aren't the way to go because you can't get quality adhesion, the problem could be your light. Let me put it this way. Uh, with a good curing light, a less ideal adhesive material works. Mm-hmm. I mean, performed to some extent, not good, but does something. But if you have, if a dentist has a light with low-intensity output, the best system will not work. So this mm-hmm. is a is a tool that is absolutely important to have 
and make sure it's working properly. Again, it's making sure work properly. Having a new curing light does not mean the intensity is adequate, number one. Putting a new bulb, that doesn't mean it's going to intensity remain constant. Mm-hmm. It has no, no, it has been done and publication on that one is published. So it is important the light to be checked on a regular basis. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. For a full archive of our podcast, please visit podcast.ultradent.com. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions for an upcoming podcast, please call us at 800-268-9010.